from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Hey, today, Jimmy Blackman. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, what's going on? Five merciless Bronx gangbangers were convicted of first-degree murder Friday for butchering an innocent 15-year-old in a gory explosion of misdirected vengeance. Uh, a boogie D, a jury deliberated for just eight hours over two days before convicting the killer. Quintet of Trinitarios. Quarter Trinitet, quarter uh, killer Quintet of Trinitarios for first degree murder, second degree murder, conspiracy, and gang assault in a courtroom ringed with more than uh, three dozen court officers. So I guess they have to cover that pretty heavy, but I'm glad they all got convicted. First degree murder is something you don't hear much about in New York City, Jimmy. No, I haven't had first degree in a long time. I wonder why that is. Is it harder to prove? Yes, intent? absolutely. If, if, if you go for first degree and you don't get a guilty plea, they're out. You know, you can't go, oh, let's go for second degree next time. They don't do that. You can't. No. Uh, in this case, they were also charged with second degree murder as well. So they, they got convicted of it. Well, I wonder how much they must be coming away. They must be really going away for a long time. When they do get sentenced, they were just now uh, found guilty. So they all face life without parole for dragging the terrified teen from a Bronx bodega, fatally gashing the youth with a machete and knives as he begged for mercy. It was an ugly video. Oh, uh, yeah. You recall that. The mother was very upset. The whole city was upset. And the thing, and he was, he was aspiring, uh, an aspiring cop, you know, and, and it's, it's uh, too bad. It was a case of mistaken identity. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even the one they were looking for. That's wrong, uh, how many wrong of these, time. These murders happen all the fucking time. But if you get one on video, then it's like, you know, it really, uh, that's, I, it definitely affects the punishment they got. The, the video was very clear, and that's what was it. You could see them dragging him out. And mm-hmm. that, you know. Obviously terrified. Yeah. He's yeah. trying to climb over the counter, right? The first narrative was that the the store owner that was in there said, no, I wanted him to hide, but it didn't look like that. He's trying to climb over, and then they grab him, and they drag him outside. Yeah, they, want, they were really getting uh, emotional about the bodega owner not doing enough mm-hmm. to save his life. Uh, clearly, he was terrified as well, I'm sure, but at the same time... Uh, I don't know what he was to do. I, I really, I mean, I didn't really take a side too strongly on that. I mean, like, I, I figure, like, you know, I, if somebody doesn't just, like, you know, throw themselves in the middle of a, uh, you know, five knife and machete situation, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, on the other hand, it's like uh, you mark yourself then for the gang to come back and kill later. Well, I mean, you're, you're wondering why they're chasing you with five machetes when you know you didn't do anything wrong and you're 15 years old. Well, then you also kind of wonder if you're the guy. Right, so you kind of go, well, that guy probably did some shit, right? I mean, you know, you don't immediately assume that they just have an innocent guy. No, you don't. No, you so, don't. I mean, you might be like, wow, that that guy, I don't know what he did, but it must have been something pretty bad because they stabbed the fuck out of him right outside the store. At least they didn't get anything on the protein bars yeah. in the store. <laughs> mm. you know, that's so. that's pretty important. Those that's an expensive item, you know. They put those expensive ass protein bars right up by the register. In this play I'm doing, my character dies from mountain climbing, and and the mountain is, uh, I want to get that little old Matterhorn, and there's a whole thing at the turn of the century. The little old Matterhorn? Little old Matterhorn, which is one of, it's it's like a pyramid-shaped mountain that people died on. A lot of people, they still had to go try to climb, and I go... That's not how I want to go. The little old Matterhorn. That's what but it's the, called? The, the, no, he, he says in the line, and I'm dying to get a crack at that little old Matterhorn. Oh, who says that? Uh, the character. That oh, that you're playing? Oh, yeah. oh, yes, in a play. In yeah. Ma- it's called Mame. Right. You can see it where? 
Well, uh, it's going to be in different places, but we're going to be uh, at uh, the Heckscher Park and Morgan Park in uh, Nassau County in August. I think it's August 2nd and 3rd. We'll be there. I'm going to have like a 24-piece orchestra. And Sodomize him. And everyone's kind of excited about it. Really? Yeah. 24-piece orchestra. Well, we only had a three-piece for this last leg that we just finished. Oh. Uh, too bad he didn't pursue this degree before trying to chop off his stepdad's head with a samurai sword. Oh, As rebellious 19-year-old Zachary Gibeon nearly decapitated retired NYPD cop Scott Nager. During his uh, uh, who, uh, murdering his stepfather in their Long Island home in 2005. So this guy is a convicted murderer, uh, but he has a, some sort of a graduation here. He studied behavioral science while serving a 25-year sentence at Sing Sing in Austining. Sing Sing in Austining. And earlier this month, he was among 48 inmates awarded college diplomas. Oh, wow. During a graduation ceremony there. Uh, he's 32 now. He told the Post, Gibeon did. Uh, that during his studies, he learned what makes people act as they do, and it was a real eye-opener. I think uh, I think it is what most of us need, he said. We get to see what we didn't see before. So I guess education, is a, it looks good on this guy. So what year did he kill his, his stepfather? 2005, okay. near Long Island home, right, with okay. a samurai sword. And, and now he, is he, he out of jail? He tried to chop his head off. No, he's, he's going to be in there a little well, okay. longer. Uh, his case made headlines because his best friend... Uh, I mean, if he wasn't in jail, he wouldn't be going to college. No, right. So really, it's the best thing that ever happened to him, in a way. I mean, like, this was his ticket to education. Who knows if he would have gone to college otherwise. Brooklyn College didn't even answer my application, and this guy's freaking getting a degree after chopping off his stepfather's head. Topsy-turvy world. Well, and he was a cop, too. This guy's a fucking cop killer. Uh, Gibeon's case made headlines because his best friend, that was uh, one Troy Harrelson, the son of legendary match shortstop Bud Harrelson, admitted helping him get rid of the body. Oh, uh, I remember clothes. this. Yes, I remember that. He helped him get rid of the bloody clothes and the antique Japanese sword. He, he killed him with an antique Japanese sword. They found this guy guilty of second-degree murder, but his conviction was overturned. Mm-hmm because he was barred from testifying about his claims that Nagar sexually abused him. Oh. Because, so they overturned his conviction and that his mom actually killed her husband when she found out. His mom actually killed her husband when she found out. On the eve of the trial, Gibeon struck a plea bargain to first-degree manslaughter in which he admitted killing Nagar. Um... He so admitted what killing the, him. What was the mother's role if, if he admitted killing her? What was the mother's role? I guess she didn't have one. Okay. Uh, he earned his associate's degree from Mercy College through the privately funded Hudson Link for Higher Education and Prison Program. Mm. Uh, I've never heard of the Hudson Link for Higher Education and Prison. Uh, the nonprofit claims that just 2% of graduates yeah, return, yeah, return to uh, prison within three years compared to 43% of state parolees and 68% nationwide. So she says that, like, uh, yeah, only 2% as opposed to 43% or 68%. So that's a good program. Yeah, That's so, a real good program. So you're saying if I didn't, like, I had a good stepfather, so that ruined my life because I wasn't able to get a degree. Something did. Yeah. Uh, he finished high school while uh, ha- under house arrest, uh, awaiting trial. So he was under house arrest. He, he was homeschooled there for that. Uh, and then he was all, he always wanted to go to college. He began taking preparatory class in 2015. I was in the cell blocks, and it was very loud. You found time to study early in the day and late at night. Well, that's rough for him, he thinks. Oh. Yeah. Well, his, his, his stepdad's dead, uh, and uh, he's serving 25 years in Sing Sing. Okay. For nearly decapitating his dad. 
had himself a nice graduation studying, well, behavioral science. So that's a, that's a, that's a big improvement to his life, I would say. Good for him. I used to work for WAG. And there was, a, there was this guy here. Let me read this. He says, uh, the wag walker who allegedly stole a Battery Park City couple's Shih Tzu Yorkie mix, prompting an intense social media campaign and the help of the company's celebrity spokesman, Olivia Munn, wanted to gift the dog to someone else, court paper show. Wow. Yeah, cr- Christian Madriaga, who remained mum... Uh, as he walked out of the NYPD's first precinct Friday evening, has much more to say to cops when he was nabbed earlier in the day in Queens, according to criminal complaints for his arrest. He's mm. 22 years old. Yeah. So what's the deal? Uh, give me the uh, well, basically short what happened was uh, basically what happened was is that Wag actually the Wag account they know exactly where you are where you're walking. There's a, a, a GPS. now what is Wag? People don't know. Okay. What happens is if you need your dog walked, you can look at this app and you get a, a profile of the person and a rating of what's going on. Like an Uber for dog walkers. Like an Uber exactly. It's exactly Uber for dog walkers. And what happens is you go in there. Uh, sometimes it's a spur of the moment. Sometimes you get daily walks of what's going on, and you get a rating. It's like a, f- a five-star rating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what happens with that is that people look at the app and say, oh, yeah, you can enter my apartment. You can look at all of my private things because I've looked at your app, and I've seen your profile, and you can come in. There's a little video wow. up there on the day you graduated from WAG High, and uh, you can say what you did and what your experiences is and it's in a paragraph and people allow people to go into the apartments. Insane. Insane. And yet, they've lost a certain number of dogs. It's, it's done some damage to the app, right? I, I would never... I, I got out of it because there were a lot of people losing dogs. I would get like a like an Amber Alert that one dog was missing at 110th Street and uh, the the uh, FDR drive and stuff like that. And I'm going, no, I don't want to work for these people. I'm not going to wear that. You know, I w- I'm a dog walker. Uh-huh. And um, for 20 years I did it, and I had a very good reputation. I got sick, and then I come back after being sick, after my clients promised to hire me, and they all hired the illegal aliens, which brings down the rate. And they get these people, they hit the wag thing, and they go, bump, can you do it? And then they're, like, looking all over for you. And then you got to shut the app off because they know where you are. If you want to take a break or something like that, it's not, oh, oh, can you do this walk? Can you do and It was just too much. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so this is what they get out of it. This so guy yeah, stole this guy, the dog. And he works for WAG. Mm, yeah. And he, and he stole the dog by just walking up and, like, fucking saying, like, I'm here. I'm the one that you, how does he steal this dog? He just keeps it after a walk? Well, this is, uh, had originally uh, been scheduled through the WAG app to walk the pooch named Benny. Yeah. On Thursday, but canceled the appointment. Right. When the new n- new dog walker showed up, the Yorkie was nowhere to be found. So what happens is he canceled the walk. He was scheduled to do the walk. He canceled the walk. He couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, they, 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 they bring a replacement, and the replacement showed up, and the dog wasn't there to be found. Well, what, I mean, like, the, so once he picked up the dog, he canceled the walk? Yeah, well, yeah, he he got to the apartment. They let him in because you know they, they probably yeah known he took the dog outside, canceled the walk, canceled the walk. So that, and then so just well, left with the dog. Left with the dog. It's a Shih Tzu. It's a Shih Tzu. Yeah. Now what 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 the fuck would he do? Why why would he steal a dog this way? Well, with his name identified and every everything, he's like obviously going to be the prime suspect. Well, he's 
late they surveillance footage from Max and uh, Sophie Troper's South End uh, Avenue apartment building showed a man walking into the building and and uh, and taking the elevator and then left shortly after carrying the small dog. So, so it's like it's very well documented theft. Yes, yes, but uh, just ridiculous. So he, what he did in order to get off of the app. Uh, he canceled the walk, and then someone else showed up, and they go, "Oh, the dog's not here." Oh, okay. Just that—that's the the barest of of like cover-ups there. Nothing, no thought. He was, was, he was okay when the cops contacted uh, this guy the next day. His name was uh, Madriaga. The next day, he allegedly admitted to him that he was with Benny, that's the dog, in Queens. He was arrested soon afterward. At which point, he confessed to police that he entered the apartment after the WAG appointment had been canceled. And he had taken the dog for the purpose of gifting the dog to another individual. It's a present for someone else. Oh, he's a giving person. He well, takes and he gives. I, I guarantee you what was going on is that he thought, oh, these people don't care for this dog. They don't love him. He's here all day. And I know someone who could take care of this dog all day. He rationalized it. Oh, please. There are some people, they'll take their dog out and they'll tie it up to go into a supermarket to get something for five minutes. And someone takes the dog because the dog's left out there for three minutes. Oh, right. Can't yeah. believe someone would leave a dog oh, out here. For three minutes. Yeah, that's so stupid. You know, I posted a picture of a dog one time, and it was like one of those really, really skinny-looking, like thin dog. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a racing dog, yeah. not a greyhound, but it's a picture. And then someone goes, "Oh, he needs water." I don't know why, but shit, like when people like virtue signal on dogs like that, that dog's fucking fine. It's a photo of a dog. What do you know? And if they have kids, their kids hate them. Those type of people. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, please, these glad people, to hear it. Oh, they hate them. They have no relationship with their kids, and the their love kids goes older. Are, are the kids, or they hate their kids? Or the? I think the kids hate the, the. It's usually the older people and people that are like these grandmother age women that aren't grandparents. Oh, oh, oh I you see. Know, they have nothing in their life, and what they have to do is find something to criticize, and it's why they got divorced in 1967, and they're miserable. Well, you just described thing. a bunch of older ladies in New York City, yeah. I feel like. A lot of the older ladies, a crusty, angry, old bitches. Now, the, uh, here we have a story of uh, uh, Boogie D, mother and child, a 10-year-old Bronx girl and her mom were slain over the weekend, and what sources say was Lesbian. a... Lesbian. <laughs> in what sources say was a possible double murder and attempted suicide. So that's a possible double murder and attempted suicide in the Boogie D. A 10-year-old Bronx girl and Lesbian. her mom, dead, adorable young Heaven Ross, seen smiling in a pink gown, Lesbian. matching the dress worn by her mother. That's 34-year-old Linda Manigault. In an undated photo, it was obtained by the Post on Sunday. They were both found dead Saturday afternoon in their apartment in the, the Bronx in a Belmont Avenue uh, home uh, near East 181st Street. 32-year-old uh, man identified by sources as Ezort Stevens. <laughs> what kind of person? What kind of name is that? Ezort. Yeah, uh, Ezort is, is probably it? a big family, you know. Before yeah, they yeah, got yeah. to, and then they they <laughs> it was starting to run out of names. Ezort. Ezort. Yeah, she went to Ezort as last resort, and he was found in, at the scene of apparently uh, with an apparently self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head, fighting for his life. In the hospital Sunday, official said. Oh, he's fighting for his. He's life. fighting for his life. Okay. Yeah. According to two neighbors, and, but it was a, just he's to make a, a statement. cab driver. Uh, just to make a statement. Mother's boyfriend, not the father of Heaven or Manigault's other children. So, Heaven Ross, dead, and that's uh, that's that. So there's a man named Ross who's uh, got a got a dead child. I guess if he's uh, around at all. And there you go. Yeah, I mean, like if you're. See, if you're going to fuck up on one of them, fuck up on the murders, not the suicide. Right, yeah. 
Right. Yeah. What do you mean fucking up? Like, like, uh, oops. I don't know. I missed my head. And, uh, I mean, he was fighting for his life. So I guess he gave it a shot. Why do they fight so hard to save somebody like that? I don't know. I guess you have to be the medical thing. It, it, yeah. Well, there's a Hippocratic oath. It's a Hippocratic oath. No, it's an, the opposite of empathy. You have to sit back and you have to be very indifferent to whoever's on that thing. You just have to bring them back to life. I, I think it's it's a level of indifference. You got to go. Okay, they're there. Oh shit! This guy shot four cops. I don't care. It's a human body. It's a human person. It's a human soul. Oh, I don't care yeah. how they make the adjustment yeah. mentally. But I'm yeah. saying, why not just uh, put him on? Uh, you know, on on the slow burn there, you know, and take care of somebody else. I, I, I would not put him high on my priority list. I wonder if that's, uh, I guess, like you said, they just say they, it's like they're fixing cars. You know what I mean? They treat the I, bodies just like, you know, like an, it's like as if they are automobiles. Well, I, I would rather have a surgeon who's not emotionally invested in me who has to fix me up. I'd rather have someone say, like, I remember getting surgery on my leg and a guy put the bar on my leg and he said, yeah, shit, I've been in Vietnam and I've seen a lot of shit. He said, you would have lost your leg 10 years ago. Things have changed, said, huh? And he was like, I did really good work. He's looking at the stuff. He, he, I, it was in Texas I got out. Fixed me right up. He said, yeah, you would have lost your leg 10, 10 years ago. Hmm. And he put the bar in it. I said, all right, okay. I'm glad you did. I'm glad that he said, let's get this guy fixed up. As opposed to, oh, my God, what will his family think? I don't want that. And the doctor or surgeon fixing me up. I want him to be indifferent. I just want him to fix me up. Well, I'll be. Look at you. You hurt. <laughs> That's right. Let me fix you up here, yeah, son. That's it. That's all. I don't want you to be, oh, my God. Oh, no. Does this hurt? Does this <laughs> hurt? No, you're under. <laughs> the panicky surgeon. <laughs> Great character. What? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, God. Somebody help him, please. <laughs> Nurse. He's so beautiful. Look at him. He's so That's, uh... That's it. <laughs> Work that up. Yeah, one, a, a man was arrested after groping two girls as they waited to get on a roller coaster in Coney Island. Yes, it's in violent Brooklyn. It's 28-year-old Evan Reslin accused. Uh, Evan Reslin. 28-year-old Evan Reslin accused of grabbing a 13-year-old shoulder and butt. Shoulder. And then touching a 12-year-old's breast as the girls were in line for the Thunderbolt coaster about 10 p.m. Saturday. You call a Thunderbolt, I call that confirmation class. He was arrested and charged with two counts of sex abuse, two counts of forcible touching, and harassment. Yes, according to NYPD. So, yeah, that's, I guess that's for real. You grab a 13-year-old and a 12-year-old. You don't need to be anywhere near. Uh, and what, he's called a coaster creep because as they waited, I wonder if he, it, it doesn't seem like he's an employee there or nothing. But he's just a coaster creep because he's at the coaster. So he's just uh, hanging out online and helping these people. Oh, let me help you. Oh, that feels nice. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> he probably thinks, like, this is the place. Where, I mean, like, nobody's going to do anything. Right. Right? It's Coney Island. I mean, it's a long wait. And you're just like, fuck it. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody fucking, I don't know. I mean, like, what could you say about a guy like that? I mean, also, yeah, the, the, you're not, they're not going in it. He, he probably figures if he runs away, they're not going to want to give up their place in line. Right. Maybe, you know what? I'm going to take all this back. I doubt he had uh, anything planned out as well. He, there's no rhyme or reason. He has impulse control. He saw little 12-year-old and 13-year-old tits and asses, and he started grabbing. That's it. That's, that's the deal. I'm sure that's it. He's 28. Hey, who knows? Maybe he's half-retarded. That Thunderbolt is a real crazy ride. 
Is it? I've never. Uh, never no, been. no, it's like orange, and it's uh, no. I, I don't like Ooh, it. an orange. I don't ride. like rides. I don't like orange rides. Uh, fuck an orange ride, first of all. I'm not too big on rides of any color. I'm not. No. I'm not a ride guy. Not even in my younger days. Well, and not even when I was in my twenties, teens. I didn't love it. I like. I like going to where the rides were, and I'd go on stuff up to a point, and then right. like when something was fucking ridiculous, I wouldn't go on it. Well, I mean, the the cyclone is all wooden. That fucking thing's gonna break one day. Yeah. And you get on the ride. And I remember I I bit my tongue on the fucking cyclone because I was with a girl at the time trying to impress her, and I'm going, we're going for the ride, and the thing, I'm going, ah! And as I did that, the thing turned, and I bit my tongue. I was bleeding. I was bleeding right yeah. on my tongue. Christ, yeah. dude. Yeah. So I, I I take it that wasn't the night of your first kiss. No. No. <laughs> no. Because you're bleeding in your tongue. No. Yeah. I mean, did, did you see her again? Yeah, she was a girlfriend. Yeah, for a, for a while. while. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. How'd that end? She was Taiwanese American, and uh, the first three years of the relationship, she was trying to work first, me up. The first three years. Uh, this was a six-year relationship. The Jesus. first three years of the relationship, I was trying to meet her parents and making myself worthy. And then the last three years, she was she was keeping me away from them. So that was that. Okay. That yeah, wasn't it sounds, sounds like the long type of breakup where she's just waiting for you to figure it out. I hate that. Oh, Jesus. No, I've had those. I've had a ton of those. Not a ton. I've had... <laughs> Had a couple <laughs> relationships are the worst. Well, when you try to sabotage it and they still love you, then you know that's the right one. When they try to sabotage. When I try to sabotage it. Oh, you, you, did you try to sabotage it? No, no, okay. not that one. Well, so yeah, then she wasn't the one. But she actually brought me into conservatism. How did she do that? She was conservative. Oh. <laughs> she was. She was a yeah. She she went to a very liberal college, University of Pennsylvania, and she was very smart. And she was the first conservative woman I ever talked to. Huh. Kindly said to me, "Well, you, you kind of think idiotic things," and I did. She she, she told you you thought idiotic things, well, and then I was, she I was, I was kind of in red pill. She read, yeah. Before it was red pilling. Before it was red pilling. Uh, yeah. How long ago was that? Two thousand to two thousand six. Oh Christ! Yeah. See, that would I probably that wooden roller coaster wouldn't be such a fucking scary thing then, but it's worse now. I'm sure. A termite is going to be the end of it. I think so. It's the cyclone, like the cyclone, the famous. Coney Island cyclone, and it hadn't collapsed yet. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure they test it. I'm sure it's going to be good. A woman says that she and her divorce lawyer had a tryst in a courthouse stairwell, and what was really over the line was the way he handled her case. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a newly filed Manhattan uh, court lawsuit. You know, new court papers filed. I uh, Yeah, so here's what's happening in court. Had the Lothario lawyer done better legal work, she wouldn't have blown the whistle. On the shenanigans, but well, see, I guess she had this as like sort of a you know an insurance policy. Then, I had if a he fucks up, I can always do this. I had a friend who he was getting divorced and he slept with his lawyer. It's a then, vulnerable time. <laughs> it is, and uh, you know, a divorce attorney probably could get laid a lot if they wanted. I imagine they do. I imagine they do. If he had satisfactorily resolved her case, she would not have complained about the tax photographs and sexual conduct alleged. That's according to uh, the state appellate court wrote. Uh, the state, the state's appellate court wrote that last week as it suspended David Scuderia. David uh, Scudieri. 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 David Scudieri. And he's uh, suspended from practicing law for one and a half years over the misconduct raps. 56-year-old Scudieri had been hired by Miss A. Mm-hmm. Oh. They won't give her a name. Oh, I mean, I guess... Uh, her married name was Doe in July 2016 <laughs> and tasked with the filing. Now, a child support modification 
and to compel the father to sign documents to obtain passports for the minor children. That's all she wanted. So what? He was hired for that. Tax filing a child support modification. Uh, just to compel the father to sign some documents to obtain passports for the minor children. Right. Well, the lawyer and his client then began engaging in a continued pattern of sexting, Ooh. texting. That's how it starts. Before eventually swapping nude photos. The Ooh. pair continued their relationship for several months. So uh, was this a virtual relationship, good. or did it end up being a physical, three-dimensional, sexual changing? Well, they, uh, unless they were exchanging texts in a stairwell. At the courthouse, I say it eventually did become three-dimensional, so. All right, uh, with uh, Scudieri later insisting that everything was consensual. Well, I mean, of course yeah, it's, it's consensual. consensual. I mean, I, is she alleging a rape? I don't know I don't know why that's part of it. They might have kept hooking up, too, if it weren't for Scudieri uh, doing such a lousy job on the woman's case. So, uh, I mean, boy, they're really driving that point home in this story. Testified her initial complaint against the uh, respondent. Is based on his inability to obtain a favorable result on child support. Well, I don't really, you know what? I don't care about this woman. I don't care about who she fucks. I don't care about this lawyer. Here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Now, Look at this chick, though. She looks good, huh? What an ass. Thorny Bella. Mouthing off in NYC. Wow. Strutting through Battery Park in a purple paisley. She's got her tongue Outfit. hanging out and stuff. Mm, boy, look? oh boy. She looks good, doesn't she? Yeah, mm. I, don't, I don't like the. 21 year old actress is all she is. Okay. Yes, know. Hacker threatened to release some nude photos. No, she looks like a cave woman to me. I don't know. She She's does. got a kind of primal face up there. And oh, just, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah I guess not. She yeah. wants a dick in her mouth. Something like that. Well, I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with that. No. An ex-chauffeur is claiming racism and sexual harassment. A wealthy mother and daughter living in gray gardens. <laughs> in in gray gardens like squalor. What's gray gardens like gray, squalor? Gray gardens is uh, a mansion in East Hampton where uh, 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 it was the cousins of... Uh, Jackie O, they lived in in this place called Great Gardens, and they, they it was a piece of shit. Uh-huh. It was like a it was like a mansion that they didn't. It was they did a musical on so it. Like too, whatever they, happened to Baby Jane type? Right, 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 right. It, 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 it's exactly, it's exactly. It was. They, and they did women, a documentary about it. There was a documentary. They did a. Uh, did they do a play? They did a musical about it. It was made into a musical called Grey Gardens. I'll be damned. But it, I knew about it because I grew up in East Hampton, and in, and, and this thing was something known so about. Here's that reference, then. Uh, Grey Gardens, like, squalor, uh, yeah, uh, like, uh, subjected their personal assistant to racist slurs and sexual harassment. Well, we'll be covering that story more tomorrow. Looks like we're all out of time uh, for today's episode. Uh, if you haven't been getting the five episodes a week, uh, which I know you haven't, by the way, because I haven't been doing five episodes a week always, it, it, Little things come up. I'm going to explain it to you tomorrow what happened yesterday. But it does not look good on News Horror Mandy Statmiller. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I had some plans to do some recording, which she fucking zapped. And uh, yeah, she shouldn't have done that. But it wasn't intentional, allegedly. Who knows? For better or for worse. <laughs> what they say, right? Yes, for better or for worse. And that's what it is. For better and for worse. Uh, thanks for being here, Jimmy Blackman. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. 